All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me here on Berean's Corner, where we do a word by word, verse by verse Bible study. Remember, you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts at iHeart, Spotify, Apple. Remember, we also have a Instagram and a YouTube all in the Bereans corner. Go over there and subscribe and check out some videos there. On today's lesson, open your Bible to Exodus chapter 31. And the title of today's lesson is The Skilled Craftsman. Exodus 31, and let's read. Exodus 31. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of craftsmanship. Moreover, I have appointed Ohiliab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also I have given skill to all the craftsmen to make everything I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony with the atonement cover on it, and all the other furnishings of the tent, the table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, and also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his son when they serve as priests, and the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I commanded you. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, You must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come, so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Whoever does any work on that day must be cut off from his people. For six days work is to be done. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day must be put to death. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he abstained from work and rested. When the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the testimony, the tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God. All right, now, the last time we were together, we looked at the altar of incense. We saw how particular our God is when he demands something to be done. We noticed that we are to worship the Lord the way he instructs, not the way we want to worship him. And we also learned that the temple was to be made to the Lord's specs, not ours. Now, in this lesson, we are looking at the skilled craftsman and the sign of the Sabbath. Now, there are some things I would like to point out in the first 11 verses. The first thing is the Lord spoke directly to Moses. Look at verse one. 
Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, so it's very clear who the Lord is speaking to. He's speaking directly to Moses. This was communication between the Lord and Moses directly, not indirectly. The next thing is the Lord called a specific craftsman by name. Notice verse two. See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. Now, notice that God did not say Moses call whoever you think can accomplish this task but he had a particular man in mind and this man was Bezalel now we see that Bezalel was filled with the spirit of God we notice this in verse 3 and I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom in understanding in knowledge and in all kind of craftsmanship now I have a question for you have you ever heard the heard of the term God-given ability. Well, this is where it comes from. Uh, some people have skills at a young age that we cannot explain. Now, allow me to digress for a moment. When you hear the term God-given ability, a lot of times you hear that term as it relates to athletes. You see an athlete who is so skilled, people would say he or she has God-given ability. Now, we do know that it's true that God gives people ability, but they have to work on the craft themselves. They still have to practice what it is. Some people are just born knowing how to measure properly and how to cut properly, but they have to keep practicing that skill to perfect it. I remember when I was in middle school and there was a kid that I was in class with who, and I may have told this story before, but it's, it's good to repeat it here, is that this kid could draw. I mean, he could draw a picture of any car. He could just look at a poster on the wall. He could sit and doodle it out and make it look just like the poster. And this kid had no uh, he had no what I mean by artistic skills is like he never went to like he never went to art school. His never his parents never got him art lessons. It was just something that he was born with. And I believe that's what happens here with Bezalel. I believe that he was filled with the spirit of God. He had these skills. And now this is how God caught his man. Now, Bezalel was to make artistic designs. We see this in verses four and five. To make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and in bronze. And in the cutting of stones for settings and in the carving of wood that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship. Remember what we said, Bezalel had these skills and they were used for this artistic design. Now, Bezalel could not do it you know, by himself. So our father gave him a helper. Check out verse six. Behold, I myself have appointed with him. Aholiab, the son of Ahishamach of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all who are skillful, I have put skill that they may make all that I have commanded you. Not only did God give Bezalel Aholiab, but others who had skill in their heart. Verse 6 again says, and in the hearts of all who are skillful. So the Lord has particular people that he has designed and he's not going to send Bezalel out to do this alone. Remember how we talked about God giving ability and sports and being a team. This is a team effort. Now, Bezalel would be the leader of this design work, but the Lord is putting a team around him. Now we see what these God given skillful people made. Notice verses seven to eleven. The tent of meeting. 
the ark of testimony and the mercy seat upon it and all the furniture of the tent, the table also and its utensils and the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering also with all its utensils and the laver and its stand the woven garments as well and the holy garments for aaron the priest and the garments of his sons with which to carry on their priesthood the anointing oil also and the fragrant incense for the holy place they are to make them according to all that i have commanded you so we see the list of things that they made now next we will look at the sign of the sabbath now as we saw in verses 1 to 1 through 11, the Lord was speaking to Moses and this continues in verses 12 through 18. Now, how do we know this? Verse 12. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, so we know that this didn't switch to anyone else. This is still the Lord talking to Moses. Next, these words were to be spoken to the sons of Israel. Verse 13. But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel saying, you shall sur surely observe my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Now, notice the Lord did not say to Moses, give this word to all the people, but speak to the sons of Israel. Let's look at a passage that shows these laws were for Israel. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 20. Ezekiel chapter 20. In Ezekiel chapter 20, we're going to look at verses 5 through 12 to, to bring home the point. And say to them, thus says the Lord God, on the day when I chose Israel and swore to the descendants of the house of Jacob and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt, when I swore to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. On that day, I swore to them to bring them out from the land of Egypt into a land that I had selected for them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. I said to them, cast away each of you the detestable things of his eyes and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and were not willing to listen to me. They did not cast away the detestable things of their eyes, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I resolved to pour out my wrath on them to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they live, in whose sight I made myself known to them by bringing them out of the land of Egypt. So I took them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my statutes and informed them of my ordinances by which if a man observes them, he will live. Also, I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Now, the point that I wanted us to see there is that these laws are given to Israel. Did you see how many times I said to them and when he brought them out of the land of Egypt? OK, now I could keep going down. Uh, I could keep going down that, you know, that rabbit hole. But the Lord, the, uh, the word of God speaks for itself. We'll move on. Now, next we see what happens if an Israelite profaned the Sabbath. Look at verse 14. Therefore. 
you should uh, you are to observe the Sabbath for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death for whoever does any work on it. That person shall be cut off from among his people. Notice no uh, no one in countries like the United States put others to death. And why am I bringing this up? Because I'm in the United States. I don't know where you may be hearing this hearing this at. But over here, there are people who call themselves Sabbath keepers. But no one over here puts anyone to death for not obeying the Sabbath yet. And still in the land, the Lord told them to cut these people off from their people. Because this law was for Israel and it was for them to follow these statutes all the way through. Now. The Sabbath was a day of complete rest. Look at verse 15. For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day, there is a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the seventh day shall surely be put to death. Notice that it says complete rest, not selective rest. Why am I why am I bringing that up? Because there are people who claim to be Sabbath keepers and claim to be Israelites and that these laws were for them that they don't have they don't do complete rest on the sabbath day they do a selective rest you know i known people who have went on vacation and they figure because i'm on vacation it's okay to do something on the sabbath day or someone has an event and you know they'll quote unquote rest in the daytime in the afternoon but at three four o'clock They'll go out. I'm talking about be I'm talking about before it, get, uh, it gets dark or gets dust. I'm talking about in the light of the afternoon. They'll still go out and do something. So they'll do a selective rest, but not a complete rest, as it says here. Now, notice again, the sons of Israel. Look at verse first. Excuse me. Verse 16. So the sons of Israel shall observe the Sabbath to celebrate the Sabbath throughout their generations as a uh, perpetual covenant. So you notice that again, right? The sons of Israel. Now, the Lord said it was a sign between himself and Israel. Look at verse 17. It is a sign between me and the sons of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. But on the seventh day, he ceased from labor and was refreshed. Okay. If the Sabbath was for all people, why didn't why didn't the Lord say that? Instead, he said between me and the sons of Israel forever. Now, when the Lord was done speaking, he sent Moses on his way. Look at verse 18. When he had finished, he being the Lord speaking with him, being Moses upon Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written by the finger of God. Okay, now. If God wanted all the people to have his law, why did he wait to get Moses on Mount Sinai to give it to him all these years later? Why didn't the Lord give it to Adam and Eve? Instead, after the Lord created Adam and then he took Eve from Adam's rib, the Lord said, be fruitful and multiply. What about after the flood? If this Sabbath was important to the people of the world going forward after the flood, why didn't God tell Noah, be sure to keep the Sabbath? Instead, he said in Genesis eight verses 15 to 17, then God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your son and your son's wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and animals and every creepy thing that creeps on the earth, that they may breed abundantly on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. 
Let us remember that the law was for Israel, not for the church. But we thank the Lord that he gave us this word because we can see how he worked during this time. And we can see how he separated this people and called the people onto up unto himself. Okay, people, that brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 31. Once again, remember, you can find this podcast wherever you find your podcast. Uh, go over to Instagram and follow us there. Go over, go to our YouTube channel, Berean's Corner, and uh, subscribe and check out the videos over there. Other than that, that's all for now. God bless.